1901, a woman by the name of Annie Taylor climbed into a barrel so that she could ride that barrel over Niagara Falls, the first person to do so. The reason for her crazy endeavor? She was struggling to make ends meet, and she was hoping for fame and financial security. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage, a faith and family mortgage team that tries to improve your financial outlook without having to ship you over a 170-foot waterfall. Our mortgage team happens to be an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls. There's no middleman. This advantage often allows us to get you a better rate, which can save you monthly and lifelong money through a refinance, or help you with a cash-out refinance, cashing out some of your home's equity to use for life. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Melville Park Road, Melville, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Corporate NMLS number 1330. Equal housing lender. Not licensed in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, and Utah. Right now, you're about to hear a conversation with our good friend Rob Jackson. He's a counselor with Focus on the Family, a voice of reason in the midst of dealing with people like me. So, Rob, first of all, good to have you with us here this morning. Tom, it's always a pleasure to be with you, too. Thank you. Well, you know, um, so we're entering into the political season. You know, we have the Iowa caucuses that were behind us. Right. We have New Hampshire coming. There are political conversations that are going to be coming down the pike at us. But here's the question. How do we do this, actually? How do we have calm, friendly conversations with people that we disagree with, specifically when it comes to the political realm? Right. Well, I think the first thing that comes to my mind is resting in the love of God. And I know that we need to be practical, but that is practical. God has got this. God is the one who appoints the rulers and the authorities according to the Scripture. And you and I are called to vote our conviction and conscience as best we're able. But at the end of the day, it's God who places the person in the office. So I think when we're talking to people who have different opinions and persuasions and political camps and ideology, First of all, it's just to remember, okay, you know, I can go cast by one vote, and he or she will cast theirs. We're going to leave the outcome to God. Well, I love that, just being able to put God first. And and, and I am going to poke fun at this a little bit, because as followers of Christ, we just think God's got to be first. Well, he does. And it is never more evident than when we get into a political season. And this is within the body of Christ, too. So it's not just believers are one way, the world's one way. But there is this tension that happens when we start talking about politics. I have never seen people's veins pop out more than they do when they have these uh, conversations, because they truly believe that God is on their side, not the other way around. Yeah, and to your point, I don't know when I've seen things as divided as they feel they are now. So I'm 63, and I've been through a few elections, right? And this one just feels like, wow, I mean, everyone gets a little bit more energized and a little bit more difficult, and the the name calling on both sides gets a little bit louder. And, you know, it's it's remarkable. And your point about how it is happening inside churches is absolutely true. But let's not forget it's happening inside Christian families also mm. around the dinner table. All right. Well, let's go there, Rob. You just opened that can of worms. So how do we have those conversations <laughs> truly individually within families? Because we don't want to tear apart families, but ideologies can definitely do that. So uh, is there a key to entering into these conversations with loved ones who, degree, who disagree about things vehemently? 
Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be very important for you, the individual, to model what you would like to receive. And so if ever there's a practical time for the do unto others as you'd have them do unto you, well, here it is, this political season. And so you would want to be treated with respect, so offer that first. You would not want to be interrupted, so don't. You know, you would not want your candidate uh, demonized, so don't do that to the other party. Now, I do recognize that there's right and wrong, and there's good and bad, and, and, and you know, not trying to get around the obvious points. And so I think you can state your candor in a loving, truthful kind of way, and doing it perfectly, if there was such a thing, you may still provoke your family member, but what you don't want to do is have something about your personality provoke your family member. Let it be your convictions, not your delivery or personality. Okay, thank you for that, Rob. Rob, this is Penny, and I just have kind of a question on the opposite end of that. Uh, As a non-confrontational kind of person, I find myself kind of sucked into these conversations, um, Mm -hmm. and they're difficult to wiggle out of. Um, because there are some abrasive personalities that whether their point is good or not, you're kind of stuck with the personality end of it. What would you say to those of us who get sucked in? It's a great question, Penny. Um, Just realize that, you know, you have the ability in the moment of a breath to basically call down the self-control the Spirit of Christ will give you. And you can even be praying, you know, this is kind of like multitasking, right? You're listening to that abrasive personality, and you're praying at the same time to the comforter, asking for the wisdom, the knowledge, the peace, and the composure to respond to what is a difficult situation. And also to know when, if needed, you know, when might you need to take a time out. Go ahead and, you know, respond to the question at hand. Look the person in the eye kindly Go ahead and, and meet them. But if you sense the conversation is just not going anywhere good, you know, it may be something like, well, do you think we could agree to disagree and just cast our votes on Election Day? Leave it as a question and wait for the answer, you know, and hopefully that will, begin, that will buy a little bit of peace in the moment. You're listening to Mornings with Tom and Tobby and Rob Jackson with Focus on the Family. He's a counselor. He's a voice of reason. And I love the way he unpacks things, specifically difficult conversations that are going to come up here in a political climate. And Rob, first of all, just thank you for your calm demeanor as you're just sharing truth with us here this morning. Well, that's, that's the easy part, Tom, but you're quite welcome. You know, you and I, we haven't even discussed politics. I guess we have nothing to argue about, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, because you know I'm right, and you just don't want to get into the conversation from what I understand. No, Here, here's I'm the deal. I'm absolutely conflict avoided. Yeah, I have no opinions. Rob, one of the neat things that I love about you is as we were talking backstage just a moment and you said something to me that really clicked. And that is we are so bent on talking about who is right. But you're you're saying it from a different perspective to really help diffuse the situation. Could you share that with us? Sure. Rather than focusing on who is right, try to focus on what is right. The, The who is all about pride. Mm. You know, am I righter than you are, if there was such a word, you know, or uh, can I win this argument? One of us has to absolutely be better than the other. And, well, that's not really going to work, whether we're talking about politics or anything else. But it could be important to just step aside and say, well, can we talk about maybe what's right? 
you know, let's get down to the values, down to the heart of the matter. Why is this particular platform or this piece of ideology important to you? So go ahead and, and ask the question respectfully, gently, again, eye to eye, even tone. And then, of course, if they continue, you're hoping that they're going to say, well, and I'd love to hear your opinion, too. And if they really don't give you that opportunity, you could ask for it. Well, may I share my opinion with you now since I've listened to yours? So I think it's just like, you know, tennis and volleyball is back and forth. Well, I think that that's uh, important, but I, we have lost something in the art of conversation, and that's the ability to understand nuance. It is yes. either black and white, I'm right, you're wrong, or you're right and I'm wrong, which I doubt. But, you know, we, we come at it that way where sometimes it just needs to be a little bit further of a conversation, you know, as as I... You had talked about the what being important and getting down to the uh, motivation behind somebody's uh, passion for a candidate or an issue. And here's what I've tried to say. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. It's, it's respectfully, I disagree with you, but I understand why you're so passionate about this. And that's been it. a little disarming as I've shared that with some people that I disagree with. But see, that is so wise because it is honoring the other person. I mean, we've got a living soul created in the image of God sitting in front of us. That soul is more important than the ideology. I think that's something that we have to keep in, not just the rear view, but thinking, oh, wow, I blew that one. But but this is a soul that Christ died for. It is more important for me to have this relationship than for me to win an argument. It is. And, you know, we have lost a sense of honor. Mm. You pointed this out, but respect and so on. We have lost that in the Western culture just in my own lifetime. And I think really we've seen a, a real collapse of it with the coming of social media and how we can just say anything and sort of get off the phone, uh, you know, quit punching in the tabs. And so let's go back and at least extend to people the honor we would like to receive. No, I think that that's wonderful. It's just truly to treat people the way that we wanted to be treated would be a really interesting way to go. You know, as I'm, I'm really kind of chewing on that com this piece of the conversation you guys are just having. And Tom, to jump back to what you were saying about, you know, you can disagree, you can see where they're coming from. Even as believers, sometimes we can get a little wayward and start putting our hope and our faith in things that are not Christ. And I think especially in election years, we find yes. where we're maybe putting that hope in our political process more than in Christ. And I think that's a very beautiful way to to see the image bearer, see the struggle of that image bearer, and point them to a better hope than what they're trying to get at, if that yeah, makes I sense. I think that's the most important thing that I've heard so far. You know, I completely agree with you. And it's hard sometimes, you know, being raised in the United States to realize that as Christians, our citizenship is primarily in heaven. Mm. You know, it is in heaven. And I'm not speaking to a Christian nationalism either, talking about we are citizens of the kingdom of God. and We have civil duties to perform here, like voting when elections come around. But I love what you're saying. It's so important that we keep in mind that we have a higher calling. 
let's not get mired down with the things of this world as much. Yeah, thank you so much for that. Uh, his name is Rob Jackson with Focus on the Family, helping us negotiate conversations as we're in an election cycle. And even as we're getting up to that point, let's practice having these conversations. So by the time we get to November, we're so good at it. We're honoring the Lord with each and every conversation that we have. Rob, so good to have you with us here on Mornings with Tom and Tavi.